This is the Data Download, your guide to upping your game when it comes to managing and accessing data in your organization. For Calibra, I'm your host, Jay Miller. As data offices have changed, have grown and evolved, and Calibra has evolved over time, there are some really important topics that our industry wants to know about. How do you build a data office? How do you grow a data office? How do you evolve its skills? How do you approach the business? How do you connect data to the business? How does the business get value from data? The industry has been famous for saying data is the new oil. We at Calibra think that Data is much more than oil. Oil is just an asset, but data has value as a product, just like any product does. And there's much more to data than just being an asset to exploit. It's a product that you can monetize, whether through improving your company's efficiencies or whether through directly selling data to a market. There's a lot that goes into making all of that come to life. And through this podcast series, we're going to talk about a whole range of topics that help other data offices think that way so that they can get value out of it. So Stan, welcome. We're going to talk today about building the data office. Hi, everyone. This is Stan Christians from Colibra, one of uh, the co-founders of the company. That's now 15 years ago. We've been at it for a while. And my current role is the chief data citizen, which is more commonly known uh, phrases known as the chief data officer at Podibra. I've been here 15 years. You've been here now for the better part of a year, roughly, right? Yeah, yeah, a year. When I started speaking with you early 2021, right? Um, mm -hmm. The data office was already set up for a bit and we'll get back to that point right away. But when I started to connect with you, I saw in your profile, you've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I started to wonder, okay, what got you into data in the first place? Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't know if it's a funny story, but I've had a, many different careers. I've been uh, in, in several different areas and, and all of that. And key to helping me and the teams I was a part of be successful with whatever those programs were. So if you're a network engineer, you're very interested in trends of packet loss on the connections between routers so that you can work with your, your internet providers to make sure that they're supporting your connection well. When you're in security, you're analyzing trend data on attacks against your systems. And you're analyzing you know, what types of attacks, where are they coming from, what are the trends on that, so that you can identify patterns. Software quality assurance, that's all about reducing client reported defects and working your way backwards from that to understand what the common sources and patterns are. Data helps any area of business that you're in, any type of department that you're, that you're a part of, data helps you. I woke up to that several years ago and I just wanted to be a part of that story. So I joined a data team and that led me, I feel like it's all led to here. If I heard you speak uh, correctly, it's sort of, you know, security, this, that, the others. And in there, you actually saw the need for data just to be able to do that job. And then you realized, mm -hmm. okay, this is a bigger thing than just one organization, right? This is a trend in the industry that data is becoming more and more important. Do you have like a, a really nice example of where you, where the light bulb really went on, on, on the value where you saw, okay, data looks 
it doesn't look like value. It looks like a, a bunch of letters and, and numbers. When, right. <laughs> when did you see right. it turn into, into value for the first time? That aha moment, maybe. It was in security. Um, the, the light bulb for me was, was working with teams that were responsible for building product, building software applications, I should say, right? I'll, to be specific. Working with them as a security person, working with with other development teams, and addressing, let's say, security bugs that we may have discovered. The light bulb moment was in learning about when is the best time to either address that bug or even prevent it. Mm. And I would go to security conferences, and I would I would hear stories of other security departments really struggling with this. They weren't using data. They were just complaining that people wouldn't fix the bugs that they found, right? When they were testing uh, applications, right? When they were doing right. security testing. But what we were doing in our team was analyzing when those bugs occurred, at what version was that bug discovered in, et cetera, and then bringing that back to product owners to help them understand and appreciate that I've discovered this bug it affects the, let's say, the confidentiality of the application that I care deeply about as the owner. And it helped them have light bulb moments. If I, the owner, care about the confidentiality of the data in my application and the security folks have found a security bug that compromises the confidentiality of that data, I better prevent that. So we brought the data that we discovered about vulnerabilities and, and bugs to the product owners. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was a big light bulb moment for me in learning that connecting data to business. Right. You literally see the impact on the business, whether it's positive yep. and maybe you're generating more revenue or whether it's negative and, you know, you're risking brand damage or, or worse, right? So you, you've, yeah. you saw the impact coming from security, seeing that data and digging into the business and then it became crystal clear. Okay. We need to make some changes here. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then then I would tell that story at security conferences and compare with others that were still complaining about about their organizations and you know, their reaction was like, "Wow, oh, that works." Security people at the time, this goes back a lot a lot of years at this point, but they just were not used to speaking business to business. They were mm -hmm. used to speaking what's called fear, uncertainty and doubt, FUD. Uh, and and they just weren't used to it. So it was kind of a wake-up call. And I, I felt like we were we were a little ahead of that game because of data. And that's just continued on from then on. Speak business and use data to speak to the business. More data, less complaints and opinions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had a question for you, Stan. Before I joined, you began incubating what's now the data office here at Calibra. So it's been a couple of years and you started small and built up from there. I'm curious what was going on at the time or what led you to want to start a data office at that time in Calibra's journey? Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Jay. And um, I have to break my brain a little bit to remember it. But indeed, you sort of started with us March-ish of last year. And I think we started to create the data office around the 2019 timeframe. And then, of course, in the build-out, there were some bumps along the road. Like all of a sudden, a pandemic happening, which kept the whole world a little bit on pause for some time at mm -hmm. least. But essentially, what triggered us to create it? It's a number of things, I would say. One, our organization, as you know by now, is seeing fast growth still today. 
we were sort of going, I don't know, from 200 to 500, 600 people to 800 to today a thousand. So fast growth. And as we became a little bit larger and onboarded more Colibrians daily, systems and processes became more important to us. And when you say systems and processes, you're also hearing metrics and, and KPIs and data, of course, right? Right. The more systems, it means more data. Exactly. Right. And more people means more data because they're using those systems and doing all sorts of things and having more customer interactions and whatnot. So that's how it got triggered a little bit, I would say. Obviously, we had to figure out, okay, we're creating a data office now. What does that mean? Right. And we'll get back to that soon. But there were some other factors in play. Another factor that was in play is, uh, okay, I was looking for a role change inside the organization. Like, where do I best focus on that I can add value to the organization? And we also had a sort of a shift that was happening in the company where we were known from the data governance market leaders. Some argue we created this market, right? A software space. Mm -hmm. And we were saying, okay, data governance doesn't cover everything we do anymore. We have the catalog, we have this, that, the other. So we need to make this into a bigger category, which we're calling data intelligence. So we also had that transition or change happening in the organization as our market was also growing. And in that sense, we also said, okay, if we set up a data office now, because we need it, right? Because systems and processes, we'll also have the added benefit if we do this right, to continue to lead our customers. And then you start to experience really also what some of your customers experience, right? Right. Because it is true that in Gartner's prediction, all organizations over time will need to get better at mastering that data asset. So all organizations, just like they have a chief financial officer, they will have a data boss or somebody responsible for data and maybe a data office, just like they have finance and HR, let's say. So we saw that trend and then we said, okay, we can actually do this. And the first thing that I then did to help make it a reality was say, okay, if I'm new to this role and we need to lead the way, why don't we set out the data strategy for Codebra? And why don't we call it Data Office 2025, right? By 2025, a lot more organizations will have a data office. Um, they'll probably face similar challenges, right? Like figuring out some new processes, dealing with new data technologies as everything is moving into the cloud, but also with new tools for data stakeholders across the business and so on and so forth. So we said, let's call it Data Office 2025. And then we can lead the way as to what we think the data office of the future should look like. There are two themes across my career that were key to my data journey that I think can benefit anyone else in that pursuit. And this does relate pretty directly to building out a data office. The first one, simply put, I've gotten to work at companies with a high degree of data literacy. One manager even had a recurring phrase, say it with a chart. And this was embedded into the culture. It meant to me that data and facts inform whatever point you're making at the moment. Are you making a recommendation to buy something? Where's the chart, meaning data, to back up that decision? Are you delivering a critique on something? Again, where's the data to back up an otherwise subjective opinion? I think of data literacy as something within an organization's culture, and any culture can add this thinking in. But it has to be intentional, continual, and reinforced from the top. I think of this as building data habits. Actually, I think we're going to have to do an episode on that. Okay, second theme. I never take for granted how important it is to have support from your managers and your organization's management. 
learning, experimentation, taking risks, allowing and encouraging people to grow into their potential, even without specific experience having done it, whatever it is, before. This goes for projects, of course, but also careers and hiring. Why am I saying this? I might not have been an obvious choice for some projects and roles over the years, but people thought I had potential. I'm forever grateful for support I've gotten in every single gig that I've had. And let me just say, the environment here at Calibra and with Stan is just incredible on this point. I mean, here I am doing podcasts. Now, I know this isn't a management podcast, but for companies and managers without strength on these things, careers in these up-and-coming fields might not develop well, and positions can be harder to fill. I'm always thinking about aptitude and potential in hiring processes or working with a team to figure out our priorities. All right, let's bring this back around to what Stan was talking about. For your new data office to flourish, or anything new for that matter, the support you need starts at the top. For Calibra, this is the Data Download. I'm your host, Jay Millicher, and we'll see you next time. Want even more insight into managing your data? Visit Calibra.com slash podcast for additional resources on the topics covered in our show. Be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. And a five-star review certainly doesn't hurt our chances with the algorithm. It's all about the algorithm, isn't it, folks? It's a great way to help us reach new listeners, and we truly do appreciate your support. The Data Download is a production of Calibra in collaboration with Stories Bureau.